to curated advice on better living. Get different perspectives on personal development like healthy habits, mindset, relationships, functional movement, and biohacking. If you're looking to improve your life, but you're overwhelmed by the endless sea of self-help content, you've found your new home. We'll talk to all sorts of people from other cultures, accessing different philosophies, real people's stories, and the lessons they've learned along the way. This is the Curated Advice on Better Living Podcast. And now your host, Khaled Sultan. When we were having coffee the other day, I was like, this guy's stories would be great to have on the podcast because, you know, it's unique. You're, you're Somali. Yeah who grew up in Doha, yes. and then you spent a good chunk of your life in India. Yes. And in Hyderabad, right? Yes. Yeah, Hyderabad city. Bro, I was there for uh, one decade. One yeah. decade? Yeah. Damn, bro. Ten years in India. Ten years, bro. My residence here was expired. Basically, I went there for, for my degree. But why India, uh, specifically? Why India? Because uh, after I finished my high school, there was like uh, two or three guys from my area, the where I live. They went there. Also Somali guys? Yeah, Somali. I went after them and they helped me with the admission and stuff. So right. I went there. How was that transition like? Were you guys living together, initial experience, trying to adjust from, you know, living here in Qatar to Hyderabad? Bro, that, that's a good question. And actually, uh, after the admission uh, done, I went there. The guys who was from my area, they was living in a big house, like a three-bedroom, like ground floor house. That uh, period of time, everyone used to like arrive from Doha and from even uh, GCC countries. And everyone was staying in that villa. That yeah, everyone was staying. But that was like uh, even we used to call it the embassy, man. The embassy. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, uh, maybe if someone hear this podcast, the the guy will laugh if you know this. We used to call it the embassy. Yeah. In, in India, out of all places, which I yeah. don't know why. It's for me, it's funny. Yeah. Because I've been to Hyderabad, man. Really? It was a it was chaos, man. Like I. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I struggled. It was too many, too many people. It was super busy. Bro. People were coming up to you. I wasn't used to it. You know what I mean? So for me, it was too much. How long did you stay there, uh, by the way? I was just there for a week. Boss, week is... <laughs> <laughs> you were there for 10 years. Man, week is like even... I know some people that was there for like one month and they just left the place. What was the hardest part about uh, living in Hyderabad or in India. Lifestyle must have been so different here. You mean in the beginning? In the beginning, like adjusting uh, from being Everything in Doha. Everything was difficult in the beginning. Lifestyle to food, like first few months, you cannot adjust with the food, you cannot adjust with the weather, the language barrier. Language barrier, we have like even two language barrier. One was like studying 12 years and uh, being Arabic like uh, beside of Somali, trying to study English at the first place because of the college and trying to study Hindi or Urdu. Hindi That's a double Urdu. challenge, man. So yeah. like up until that point, you, you didn't speak English? Zero. That time I was zero, man. Now you're doing a podcast in English. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, man. This is, I even remember one of the guys, uh, that time he was like 17 or he was younger than us. He was uh, from uh, the state, from USA. And I remember I was hanging out with him for like three months. And then one day we was having a lunch and after uh, like three months, yeah. he's like, yo, Buzaki, you know what? Now I can understand your English. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was heavy and I was like upset at the same time. I was like, what are you talking about, man? He was yeah. like, yeah, bro. Wallahi. And so he was like, what are you speaking, man? I was like, bro, I didn't understand what are you saying for last three months. <laughs> <laughs> so for the last three months, you've been talking to him in English and he doesn't understand you. Yeah, man. <laughs> bro, that's hilarious. 
Do you remember that story you told me uh, when we were having coffee? Yeah. There was one was. specific story you told me. You know, like you were like a group of guys and then someone said something to you guys. Like, and then I said oh, something. Oh, the Raksha guy. <laughs> yeah, and then you... This guy was very almost. ignorant, man. I believe this guy is not like racism. There is like more... It's just ignorance. Just, yeah, yeah. He's like so ignorant. So like we, we have to cut, you know, this street to the beginning of the bridge. So you can get small bus to airport. And we have like one guy with us with his bags so that was when the new airport was the new airport was far mm -hmm. so you like you cross the street you get to the bridge like beginning of the bridge so there is many rickshaw guys there yeah so me and my friend like we was three guys i'm what uh, 180 centimeter like six uh, five eleven the other guys was like six feet man yeah so we was crossing the street and and the guy say kala we hear him say kala kala means like black who is this? Uh, the, uh, the Raksha guy. The Raksha, okay. like, the auto tuk tuk. And he was car. passing by and he said, No, that. he was sitting with his friend, like, smoke and whatever. Okay. So, so he, yeah, he, he, he just, like, he's just being an asshole, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we hear him. We hear what he say. So we dropped our friend, the fourth guy who was traveling, to a small bus. Yeah, like, goodbye, ma salam. Then we was coming back. One of my, my friend, like, he know how he look like. Then we go to him and he was like, he was like half of, I don't know, maybe he was like five, five or small, so, small dude. Yeah, causing so I was problems. like, we three guys taller than him and we go to him and I was like, in Hindi, and then I'll tell you in English, it was like, why, why, what are you saying? My friend said, it was one of the guys was best of, and he said, why are you saying uh, Kala? And the guy suddenly he gets scared and that was funniest thing, but the guy say <laughs> in Hindi, say, no, 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 I don't say uh, black. I say I went to a marriage and then I eat a black uh, meat there. What? <laughs> That's the stupidest. <laughs> Bro, and even it's funnier in Hindi, man. Can you say we, it in Hindi? Yeah. So uh, my friend told him like, And he said, no, 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 no. function or kala that was funny, man. And what stupidest we, excuse. We, we three, like, three of us, we get laughed and we're like, guys, yeah, ignore him, ignore him. This guy is... Bro, I'm, uh, just well, because well, of that excuse, it's just, it's just laugh. We laughed, man. It's, it's just uh, what we do, man. So, yeah. That is so stupid. Like, do those things happen where they frequent that someone would say something like that or harass you guys? Everyone get harassing, even, like, uh, our Arab friend or our other nationalities. Everyone, like, will get... But that, I believe uh, in that place, was uh, out of ignorance ignorance yeah, ignorance, yeah. not then uh, by racism or whatever i'm not sure man you know like it was another thing that we were talking about uh when we were yeah. having uh coffee me and you your experience in somalia i've always wanted to travel around i want to go to different places yeah. there's a youtuber that i watch called sabbatical and what he does is he backpacks and travels all around the world, like all around Africa. He spent the whole year living in Africa. He's an American guy. Okay. And he goes around Africa, like just meeting random people, talking to like, he goes to places that most people don't go. So one of the places that I wanted to go to is uh, Somalia. Wow. Right? I always wow. wanted to go to Somalia. And I know like there's the whole, the whole pirate thing and all that stuff we'll get into. <laughs> but you can... <laughs> If anyone convinced me not to go, uh, not to visit Somalia or have second thoughts, it was you. I'm still gonna do it. But what was your what was your vacation like in Somalia? You can do it, bro. To be honest with you, Somalia was like I went there after like 30 years. Let's say I left there first time I, in 30 years. Yeah, I left there. I was like, I, like baby, like three years or four years. Okay, so you don't uh, really have much of a connection nothing, to Somalia. Nothing. So anyway, I went there. It was uh, 2019. So I packed my bags. I went there. I went to four major cities. 
the funny story, like, it was funny from the beginning, man. Yeah. Ever beginning. I never even tell you this uh, story, maybe at the coffee. Okay. So I went there. A guy, like, my mom know his mom should come to me, but he was late and I never catch him. That was the first things. Okay. One of my friend friend. Like my friend back to Hyderabad, he was like one of my, like he was little homies, you can say little homies. Yeah, one of the homies. Yeah. So he, he subhanAllah, that time he, he back to Hyderabad to finish his paper or whatever. So he left Mogadishu and he said, I will talk to one of my friends, pick up you from the airport. I went there, no one was there. And there is one guy with me from Doha, I don't remember his name was Abdul Fattah or Abdul. We went to Mogadishu and you know, people, the Somalis people, they help each other and whatever. So he was like, bro, are you lost? As I tell you, it was my first time there after a long time. Wait, so... Oh, Hold, hold on a minute. You arrive in uh, was Mogadishu, yes. right? And a friend of yours told told you that his friend's gonna pick you up. Yeah. His friend never showed never up. Never show up. But then you run into another friend that you know. A guy like my mom know his mom. You uh, should come to me. And that guy also he came late after okay. I left. So okay. it was two guys supposed to. So two people have failed you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this guy was like, yo, bro, are you, are you lost? I, do you know where to go or anywhere to go? So I say, no, man. So it's like, I was not scared because, you know, Random this is guy. my homeland. Yeah. The guy was with me from like, uh, from Doha. He was transit in Addis Ababa. And then we went to Mogadishu. Oh, okay. So it's not a random guy. Then we was uh, like, we're talking the whole journey, like the whole trip we was talking and stuff. Okay. You got so, to yeah. know him on the, yeah. So he was like. You want to go? I say, okay. He said, okay, let's go to my house. And this is normal in our culture. Let's go to my house. We have lunch or whatever. Just take a nap or just take a rest. I will take it to to hotel. So this guy who, who came to pick him up, his friend. And his friend came with another friend. And the another friend that this guy he even didn't know, he was a military, military uniform, sorry. So this guy... So that time, also, even I was like overweight than this. I was like maybe 25 kilo more than this weight. Okay. So the guy's like, yo, bro, you, you're going to need uh, to sit uh, in the front. And uh, the, the soldier was driving the car to deliver us to this guy home. So we was like four guy, the soldier and me in front. So we was walking uh, like he was driving. And, you know, the whole journey, like take maybe like the whole drive, like take maybe 15 to 10 Let's say 10 to 20 minutes. Okay, it's a short drive. I was like, yeah, cool, man, homeland. I need to start uh, picturing whatever video and stuff. So this guy suddenly, what happened? He say, yo, bro, now we will uh, exit from the green area to red area. And I was like, what is that red area, man? I don't know, <laughs> bro. And the guy say, man, there is some people and yeah, maybe they can. Because I'm wearing the, the, the uniform. He's a target. Yes. Okay, I get it. I get it. So there's certain groups that are anti-military, yes. anti-government, and yeah, and you're with him, so you're also a target. So I was like, in one second, I, I feel like so-called. Bro, I say, what do you mean by? He said, these people are like me, like you. They have nothing to. I cannot recognize them. So the situation is is very. That thing happened from like went from zero to hundred real quick, man. Bro. And this guy have, you can't believe, man. I don't know. Did I tell you this story? You haven't told me this story, man. This man. is insane. This guy, well, I'm not lying, bro. If I'm lying, I'm dying. This guy have like a pistol and clash and uh, rival. So he, he give to his, like when we arrived to the place, because he, he was wearing, uh, he was very scared. Like he was very anxious. Right. So what, yeah. he, what he did before, like we arrived like by two minutes, he give to his, uh, he give to his best friend, where his friend he was in the back he gave him the rifle and he said yo please be ready and the guy started you know the loading up oh yeah he cocked the gun bro that happened like in few seconds and i was like what and you know he he have the small uh, gun the pistol yeah yeah the pistol and he loaded up also okay so he's locked and loaded yeah 
we arrived after that by like one minute we arrived we take the luggage me and the guy in the back we take the luggage and this guy also came up the guy who was in the back my the, the my friend friend he also came out he give the rival to this guy this guy he take the rival and the pistol and he's like yo guys yalla ma salama bye bye me and this guy was like yo thank you bro and uh, <laughs> whoa man bro you know that happened in like maybe 15 minutes the whole action and the real action was like in maybe three minutes and when this guy like he left i don't know what's going luckily on, nothing man. happened yeah nothing happened but you know when he left i was like what in the what was what was that well, welcome to somalia man this is like this is probably your first what half an hour in this, somalia this, uh, to be honest we was waiting on uh, a small bus so you, you can say this is was the f- in my first hour in your first hour in that somalia. was in my first hour so in your first hour in somalia uh, just so i get this straight because this is like a you know one of those really complicated plots someone a friend's friend was supposed to come pick you up he didn't show up yeah then a family friend's son was also supposed to come yeah and he didn't show up he came late yeah he came so late yeah and then the the guy that you the guy that you were talking to on the plane yeah uh said you can you know you can join him basically and the people that came to pick him up yeah one of them was wearing a military uniform yes you and guys one was wearing civilian yeah and another one was civilian you guys yeah. got in his car and you're on the way and you're just like you know you, you must be really happy you're excited yeah. you're like yeah I'm, I'm in somalia haven't been here for 30 years i'm, yeah. I'm seeing my homeland yeah and then he <laughs> the guy in the military uniform suddenly hands a as hands an ak-47 to the guy in the back he he locks and loads it he's ready to go yes the guy gets his pistol ready and he tells you like yeah there's people like we're going to the red zone there's people that we might not recognize yeah they look and like, and he said, like, they look like me and you. They look like me and you. <laughs> so basically, you were a target, man. I don't know. I was target or he was target. I was going on. But, but because he's Bro. a target, you're a target. You're with him in the car. He's basically yeah. saying, like, if something happens, you know, like. Khalas. Man, this is an insane story. I, I, I didn't tell you this story. I didn't tell you this story in the coffee. Right? No, you didn't tell me this story, That's man. Come, come to my mind. Since you say let's just, let's chat and have this like last few few days, like I was trying to bring some memories and I was like, yo, I I, I think even I didn't tell you this story to even maybe to some of my closest friends. Wow. So they'll be hearing it hopefully on the yes. podcast. <laughs> Man, that's a that's an insane story. It's like a it's it's tragic but also funny. <laughs> it's funny because you're okay. Yeah. Because nothing happened. Man. Alhamdulillah. But at the same at the time it was like I don't know scary, you know, especially those like five minutes. Yeah, man. Flashback. Adrenaline must have been really high. Oh man. <laughs> You were regretting being there, huh? So then what was your trip like? You were there for two weeks. What was it like? What was your first day like? What was, you know, your impression? I was there for two weeks. Then I, the, the hotel, uh, this guy was in his house. I want to thank him from this place. I don't know now if he heard me or not. Uh, so yeah, he took me after we have a lunch to this hotel. And that was the main market there in, in Mogadishu. It mm. was main market. So I was there in, in that place for like four days. And that place, you know... Uh, uh, no nightlife, uh, no coffees, no nothing. No coffee shops, I mean, That's coffee th- shops. Uh, so there was like a market. So one of my friends, Doha, was uh, his friend was in, and that guy was from Hyderabad. But I don't know him that much that time. So he called me and he's like, oh, Zaki, what are you doing there? I hear you are in that uh, old market town. I say, yes, and that place, we call it Suqa Bukaraha, man. What's it called? Uh, Suqa Bukaraha. The Bakaraha Sook. Right. So, so that's that's the spot. That's the, the yeah, center of Mogadishu. That, no, that's is like uh, the, the where is the business at? So he was like, okay, okay. 
So this guy was like, what are you stay, what, what are you doing there, bro? You need to go to another place where there is many coffee shops and many because you're trying to to see the city, to see the country. So you were staying basically in the, in the wrong place. I was in the wrong place for like f uh, first four days. And then and you were like, there's nothing to do. <laughs> and even I was like, first four days, I was like looking up. I go down the hotel. I have, you know, random, like there is tea spot every every two meters, man, in Somalia. Yeah. So I go there, I have tea, whatever. So then I was scared from that, uh, you know, first uh, hour first trauma. Incident, yeah. yeah, first incident. It's not a good first impression. Absolutely, bro. But one of the guys, like, he advised me, he saw me. I remember him, man. He was like, yo, bro, why are you looking this like uh, you you look worried? I say, yeah, this is this and this happened to me. Say, see, you came here as a, to, to expose the country, to, to have uh, fun and to enjoy. Just go out. Khalas, man. You tell me, forget about it. Go live your life. Have fun. So yeah, I take his yeah. advice. That's a good advice, man. Like you're already there. You, you, you know, it's a, you, you made the decision <laughs> to go there. Might as well make the most out of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just too bad that. That you had that incident in the beginning, I get, I yeah. guess, set an, a negative tone. Absolutely. So, tell me what else happened during your trip. Man, so I moved to this new place. Uh, new place. It was a small hotel, also. But okay. that uh, place. Uh, it's more vibrant. There's more. There are yeah. more things. Even there was a, a hotel just opened those days. Now it became one of the, I believe, uh, famous coffee in uh, Mogadishu called Baden. Okay, what's yeah. this area called? I was, I believe, there was a. Saleh crossover, I believe. I'm not okay, sure. so it's like a central area. Yeah, it was cool. I moved there and this coffee opened, so I used to go to this coffee. And then later on, this guy, the guy who was from the family friend, he catch me and his friend, uh, he have uh, an auto rickshaw, as we call it, tuk-tuk. So, yeah. So what happened to the first guy that was supposed to be there that no, never yeah, showed never up? Show up? The first guy. He like, never showed up. Yeah. You, never, you, haven't, yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't see him in the two yeah, weeks. My friend there. called me back. He said, yo, sorry, this guy is like Stephen or whatever. I said, it's okay. I don't, I, I don't even know him. So this guy, he used to take me around the town, around the, the city. Yeah, I used to go to that coffee like morning. Was a cool place. I go there. Yeah, like, what's the coffee like in in Somalia? What kind of coffee do they drink? Normal man. This coffee was like new coming coffee, like the normal one. You have everything, man. Okay. Latte, black coffee, whatever. Like, it's okay, like okay. Modern coffee, man. Modern coffee okay. shop. Yeah, and no, I was wondering if there's like, for example, they like you know, there's Turkish coffee, and uh, in Ethiopia, for example, they have their own kind of coffee. Ah, uh, Ethiopia is like yeah, I yeah, believe they so. have amazing coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Like there is an uh, this uh, beach also called Lida Beach. So I think it was going smooth until yeah, one day I was like, I never taken up there, man. So one day okay. I was like in my hotel room, I was like tired and stuff. maybe I woke up early I didn't, or I didn't sleep well. So, you know, I just, I finished the prayer, man. And then I was about to put my head and I hear an explosion, man. <laughs> Bro, that, <laughs> that was like, I feel like my ear gonna like, you know that voice, Meep. I hear it in my ear, man. man. Damn, bro, so it's close. Bro, uh, when I went to that place and I, I, I like Google someone, share location, some, you know, the, when you send someone uh, the WhatsApp, share location, you, I went back to my hotel. You left, you left the hotel room. I left the hotel. So you heard an explosion and yes. it was actually the ex explosion was <laughs> so loud that, you know, your ears yeah. were like, um, your ears were ringing. Yes. And why did you just, why, like, why on earth would you decide to leave the hotel? I don't know, bro, man. You can call me crazy. You can call me. I don't know, bro. Wallahi, it was first experience. I was like, what's going on, man? I can't stay here. Let's. And so, a lot of people that was running there, man. I meet even like two, three guys who like stay in the coffee shop. I remember one guy or two, to be precise. Okay, but so, so you ran to, you went down, and you. What did you see? What was that experience like? I ran down. I went there, 
and this guy, you know, the guy with the family friend. Yeah. He came also. <laughs> he was, I believe, he was nearby. <laughs> the family friend, the one that showed up yeah. late. Okay. I forget his name, man. Uh, so he came there also. First of all, you know, back in days, I thought if there is explosion, maybe you will survive, or it's okay, or maybe like this Hollywood movie or action movie. But bro, believe me, the I saw many like many cars and many uh, rickshaws. Bro, the steel was melted, man. It was melted steel, man. It was crazy, man. It was crazy. That sounds terrible, man. So is this like a, a big explosion that happened in the street? The guys told me not. It was not that much big. Uh, there was one was crazy. I believe it was in 2016 or... Wait a minute. So this was like... They say the guys who have experience, uh, the people who live there, they told me this was a normal explosion. This was a normal... So... But this experience is not normal, what you went through. Bro, no, this man. This experience is really not no. normal. Like, I need to show you. If I have my old phone, I don't know if I have, like, s some videos or whatever. We went there, and I met this guy. So, and he was like, yo, what's going on? This new experience. And the police, they came, and some people, they was there randomly. So, what happened next was, this guy said, yo, yo, let's back to your hotel, man. Or I will go, and you go, man. Let's catch up, uh, like, in Maghreb time, like, send like late night, let's catch up later on. So I say, why, what happened? He, this guy have experience, man. He know the situation, I mean, he lived in the city. Oh, okay, so, so he's, he's a yeah. local, he knows. He's a local, yeah. yeah. So he said, man, you don't know. After the explosion happened, usually there will be a gunshot. So I was like, come on, man, are, are, are you serious? He was like, yeah, man, I'm serious, I'm dead serious. I swear to God, he just finished his word, I'm not exaggerating, bro. A gunshot happened, we was running, I was running, bro. That time I was like even 145 maybe kilo. I was running like a football player, man. Who is who is the one shooting? I don't know, bro. That time you don't ask. You just run, man. <laughs> so you run towards an explosion and then you run away from the explosion. Yeah. What exploded? Was it on the street? Was it a car that exploded? What was? Where maybe was it? it was a small car or a small. They call it bajaj man. there. Bro, that's crazy. That you know what I mean? Like you're taking a nap and then this explosion happens. Your ears are ringing and then you like run down toward the explosion because like nobody in the right mind would run toward an explosion. If I was in a room and I heard an explosion outside, I'd be like, I'm just staying in here. That's the right thing to do, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, to anyone listening, we don't advise them to Absolutely, run toward bro. I was, uh, bro, <laughs> I don't advise anyone to do that, man. But this was like my first experience. And how old were you? Uh, I was, that was before two years. I was 34. Now I'm 34. 36. Okay. So after that whole experience with the explosion and then the gunshots happening, you went away. Did you like, what happened? Did you guys find I said, out? I just, no, I just uh, nothing. Just ran away. Then me and this guy say, let's catch up later. Okay. I went back to hotel. So when I was there, I sent someone WhatsApp, you know, the location. So I can know uh, what is the distance between my hotel and that place. I checked uh, WhatsApp. So it was like, you know, it was 500 meter, man. Half kilo. Explosion happened 500 meters from your yes. hotel room. How? At that time, I get scared. Oh. What floor were you on? I was in first floor, maybe. Was that the only explosion that happened while you were there? If I stayed there for, I stayed there for 14 days. I believe this one was uh, my ninth day or 10th day. Before I left there, my last day was the day 14. I believe there is some, some sort of, uh, maybe it was explosion or something else. I'm not sure. But something happened that day. And just because I was busy to take my flight and to, you know, whenever you're about to fly to so another another incident, another explosion or assassination, what was it? Something happened, man. I'm not sure about that. Like, can't say. So, but something happened and I was busy with my, you know, I was back in my bags and going to uh, another. Uh, man, that is, uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. See, when you were telling me this story, obviously now we've gotten into more details. I was like, man, you know, I don't know. You know, I'm not sure if I'm. 
<laughs> if I'm ready for that. That's okay. But the city was beautiful, to be honest with you. I'm sure it is, man. It is a beautiful if place. If I have a chance, I will go now, man. That that This is the capital city of Somalia. Man, it's it's the thing, thing with Somalia, man, is it is a beautiful place, man, and it's amazing man. culture. It, it's a shame that it's not safe. And, you know, then there's a the whole the whole pirate situation. Like, what are your, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Before I tell you about the pirates, uh, Khaled, uh, there is, like, I went to... The other three cities, major cities, there was totally safe and nothing happened. One was in the middle and two was in the northeast side. So those three cities was totally safe. Nothing happened. And okay. yeah, was the capital city. That's why the people who run That's where to, everything to goes to, down. Yeah. For the listener, can you describe uh, which country Somalia borders? Uh, Somalia borders with three countries, I believe, Djibouti, Ethiopia and Kenya. So it's in the eastern part of Africa. It's the uh, Horn of Africa, they call it, yeah. The Horn of Africa, yeah. okay. It's not that far from Yemen. I don't know how many kilometers, only there is on the sea. When people think about Somalia, you know, especially people in the in the Western world, unfortunately, because yeah. of the media, I mean, because of the media, people have bad um, bad perceptions about the Middle East in general. But when yeah. specifically with Somalia, they East think Africa. about pirates, right? Pirate situation is, is really huge over there. So what's that? You know, what's the deal with that? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I even forget to tell you about that when I was in India, uh, my last few years when this uh, pirate things pop up. So they used to ask, where are you from? Like, sometimes you say Somalia, huh? Pirates? Or even, <laughs> that was funny, man. So about this bad things, to be honest, Khaled, I never grew up there. I don't have like the, the exact idea. Uh, what I hear is like, uh, one of the things was happening because there is no Coast Guard or Navy, Navy SEALs or whatever they call it. So a lot of uh, maybe ships used to come there and uh, they used to take some, uh, they used to take the fish and they used to take the, some resources. Yeah. So these are ships from other international countries. I I hear it like that uh, okay. from the, some locals. You know the okay. only stories. I'm not sure. If, you know, I don't have the. It might be right if they're locals and they. You know this is what they what they've experienced, what they've seen. It might be right. Because many guys they used to came from the place where near where is the pirates was. So I used to ask them out of curiosity when I was in India, like, what is the pirates? Uh, what's going on? But to be honest with you, I don't even till now I don't have the full picture. But it was like even these people, the, those ships doesn't take uh, treasure or the fish. Even they do that, and that was not enough for them. Some people they dump uh, some uh, some waste poison. or whatever. So basically, from what I'm understanding is, you know, you have international ships coming from wherever we don't know from yeah, where, but yeah. they're coming into Somali waters. Somali waters don't have a like a coast guard or navy because it was a civil war for like 20 years okay because they're in a civil war which is understandable and and i could see this happening by the way i could actually realistically see this narrative uh you know being real where these ships are dumping things or uh, fishing over there because it happens a lot in many places where uh-huh. you know ships go in like and they, they illegally fish in other people's uh, ocean and stuff so that's happening but wh- how does that link to the pirates are the pirates a reaction to that you know some people was elder to came to india for uh, for health and stuff so I hear from some elder people one guy was telling me that yeah the pirate was uh, a reaction to that and some of them say like the pirates was after that happened they like the catching the, the ships and stuff to take money I'm not sure exactly what was the, the reason behind that or how these guys came up and sometimes even I don't know some people they say it's fake as hell because uh, what's fake uh, the, the all pirate things because uh, like the pirates will have a small even a small boat and they are catching this big big ships so a lot so of a lot of guys they used to say like how that's coming you know that when these two people have debate or you know everyone have an opinion so the okay. other team used to come and say no this is not real this is like, not real it's exaggerated other, yeah 
Cause some yeah, guys I mean, used to say that, but yeah, that? man, I don't know. Like the thing is, I think there definitely like there is some like there are some so- Somali pirates, but then there was yeah. To what extent? You know what I mean? Usually yes. the media can exaggerate it. They can make it seem like wow, you know, this is Somali ocean's full of pirates, and every ship that goes there is getting attacked by pirates. Yes. So you know the media likes to cause fear, and that's the case with many things. Right now, COVID has exposed a lot of the media. And the reason for that is a lot of media, and I'm someone who's worked in media and professional yeah, yeah. media. The thing with media is, uh, you know, there's corporate interests. There's always money behind it. It's very expensive to run a op- media operation. Okay. It depends on what the media channel's agenda is. Maybe some media channels, their agenda is to make Somalia seem like chaotic and there's so many pirates and everything's insane. And maybe, I don't know, maybe we need to go invade (coughs) Somalia, right? Yes. The media does this kind of stuff. Bro, media is power, bro. Even I watch like there is one uh, Arabic uh, podcast called uh, Finjan Thamania. And so this guy called Abdurrahman Abu Malih. This guy, basically, one day he asked a, a guest, he say, how to know what was the history? While right now, we have two different channels at the same time telling us two different news. I'm watching one channel, I'm seeing uh, something. Tomorrow, another channel, another thing. And that, that question was like, bring to my mind so many questions. That's the thing, it takes effort. But you need to seek that information yourself. And this is what's good about, you remember that episode? So you're one of the people that really like listens to this podcast, you know, you're- you I'm a big fan, man, by yeah. the way, yeah. And I appreciate that. And you listen to the episode sometimes multiple times. Yes. And so do you remember fun. episode seven with Mikhail? Yes, that was a deep episode, man. That was the like... craziest episode, by the way, one of my personal favorites. He was talking about, all we have now is this, podcasts. This so, is what we have. For people to come and share different opinions. If Man. You, that's th- this is all we have right now. We have podcasts, traditional media. Khalas. It's a joke. No more. It's over. Over. It's you know I've worked in traditional media. Yeah, yo. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. so I can tell you traditional media. You're you know there's a there's a everybody knows. Yeah. That journalism is dead. Let's say you go to a specific news channel and you work in media. If you work in media, you know that I'm joining a specific channel. Okay. So I know these are the things that we push. I have to say. And yeah, these are the things that we don't talk about. Uh, these are. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah, really yeah, I about you, I need to share the information. I need to share the truth. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. It really is not like that anymore. So wow. journalism is dead. All people have now are podcasts. Podcasts, huh? Podcasts are all people have. Big fan of podcasts, man. Mikael episode is what it was like a lot of things that we know or me personally I thought it was right it was he was like no this is no this is no this is not right this is not right and yeah. so I was like yo it was a mind it's a mind bending like a mind blowing episode it's it's not uh, I wouldn't say it's not an easy listen it's an enjoyable listen but also it it really gets you thinking yes you know? the, yes that what and he got me exactly. thinking as well I was thinking man and I don't have by the way shout out to him uh, I don't I'm have getting the, him back on the podcast really that, I have to I have oh, to that's good man it's but up in the works right now I like to see him again man he has a lot of life experience and yeah it's people like that that's what, that's what I like about experience but his episode was a, was a very deep that was an episode I believe seven right episode seven yeah and that was the one was to make an, you uh, episode 10 another guy who came to like to debate him or to right so that was Nisha Shafi yeah and he's um he's part of the uh, first organization here that um in, in Doha. yeah that uh, deals with a nonprofit that deals with yeah. climate policy and yeah he you know he came with a bunch of counter arguments you know um, yeah many of them were good counter arguments absolutely no I like that he, his whole episode was on like he was replying to episode seven and yeah. I was like yo this is cool man and the only thing left is uh, to get them to debate. 
Before Nishat episode was finished, I was like, it will be good if they, these guys came together and talk. And then you mentioned, I was like, yo. I read your mind, bro. Well, this is, that will be good, man. I'm, I'm trying to do that. It's not easy because, yeah. I you feel know, you, man, yeah. Especially yeah. when you have, uh, you know, two people. And um, just to be frank, to yeah. be frank with yeah. you. Um, so Nishad was replying to Mikhail's episode. Mikhail okay. did, had his own episode. He didn't know anything about Nishad. Nishad replied to yeah. the last part of Mikhail's episode, which was about, you know, climate change. Yeah. And he was basically basically saying, no, like uh, Mikhail, the climate is a science denier and all that. So Mikhail responded with a voice note to the episode. And he said, I'm ready to go. I'm ready for the debate. So okay. I shared that on Instagram. Yeah, I, I shared it with Mikhail's permission. I asked him. Yes, I, shared it. I remember. Nishad was upset about that. After that, he wasn't like, he didn't want to debate him and stuff. And I told him, listen, man, it's just, it's, it's an it's exchange okay, of ideas Yeah. because you have different ideas. You, at the end of the day, you know, you came after his points. He also has the right to voice his opinions. Obviously, if we have a debate, yeah. it's going to be my job to manage it, make sure that everybody's civil and stuff, but it's, it's, I'm working on it. I have never hosted a debate. I've hosted a talks before, but never a debate. Uh -huh, okay. um, so it's something I'm working on, whether that's, it's this one or that, something else, I'll be working on it. That would be great, man, to hear. Because you know, like the theme of this podcast is reflecting on life experiences whether it's mistakes or achievements that we've made what, what are some stuff that you think back you reflect on some experiences that you've gone through and what have you taken away from that i remember one of the guys man now one of the guys now he went to uk and now i think he have something in homeland back homeland he's becoming like some in the government or something so this guy when i was junior he was like one of the seniors but he was one year elder than me but he was like there for like three, four years, maybe. So this guy was like, bro, you come here, you will take two degrees, man. I said, what do you mean? He said, you will take one degree in, in education and you get the other one degree in life. I was like, yeah, what, what is this guy talking about? I was just maybe like, I was there for two weeks before I get sick. But with years and years and years after, I keep understanding what he mean, man. You become more mature. You have more responsibilities. Man, responsibility is a big thing, man. Those are wise words, man. That he said that you're gonna get two degrees here, um, you know, studying abroad. One is your actual degree, and the second one is life. And it's true, man. Man, yes. When people live abroad, here in Doha, for example, students that go study abroad, okay, and then they come back, they come back different because they've experienced a different culture, a different way of life, responsibilities as well. Yes. When I went to study in New Zealand, I was with my brother. It was a major shift, you know, from being at home and having everything done. You know, meals are cooked. Everything is Clothes done. Was clean. And then everything. I was doing everything there, man. I had to do my it's dishes. Kind of life, my, man. Yeah. I'm happy that yeah. I'd gone through that because I can do it again. You know, I, those lessons that I've learned. And by the way, me and my brother, yeah. we took it to a whole nother level. We were so bored and uh, both of us were impulsive. You know what I mean by impulsive as in like, let's say someone says a crazy idea. The other person will say, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's oh. do it. So we, we would, you know, we do all sorts of stuff, man. Like give you like one small example, one small story. One time me and my brother, we wanted to make some nice furniture. We wanted to build our own furniture. From the, the scratch. In the garden, yeah, from scratch. <laughs> so we were looking online, you know what I mean? And we found that somebody, he was living on like by a river and they had bamboos and they cut the bamboos down. Wow. So he's like, feel free to come and take the bamboos whoever he wants. He just wants to get rid of it, right? So we show up with my car. I had a station wagon. <laughs> that was your idea, by the way. Huh? His idea, your brother's idea. I don't even remember, but okay. it, it sort of becomes like one idea. Okay. When one yeah, person yeah. mentions it, yeah. you know, when like, if let's say you mention like a crazy yeah, idea, yeah, yeah. other person's like, yeah, let's I'm not the, sure or something yeah. like that. 
it kind of goes down. But down, like yeah. with me and my brothers, like one of us will say something crazy and the other person will like, yeah, let's do it. You know let's what I mean? So, so we go there with a station wagon, right? With my car, station wagon. And we reverse and we have machetes. We're yeah. cutting, we're chopping up the, the bamboo. And this is like yeah. bamboo with the leaves and it's green. It's not yeah. even like that. Like the one in China. Yeah, like yeah. the one in China, you okay. know what I mean? It has to go through a process. Yes. So we're putting it in the car, putting it in the car to the point where like, I'm sitting here in the driver's seat and I couldn't see my brother next to me. The bamboos were like Whoa. in between us. And as I'm driving, the windows like fogged up. I couldn't see because these are like yeah. fresh bamboos. And then we went and hired a, um, like a gas torch, you know, like a flamethrower. Yeah. And I was in the garden, man. The next day we were playing some music. I had the wet towel. We were like burning it. <laughs> You know what I mean? And then putting the wet towel and we're just like processing the whole thing, man. And then like yeah. one of our neighbors, he comes over, he's like, what are you guys doing? We have like a fire. <laughs> like literally there was like a group of Chinese people that walked past, they were taking pictures of us. Like who are these crazy people? And one of our neighbors, he comes by and he's what like an old man. You? He's like, well, what are you guys doing? He's like, well, we're just, uh, you know, we're processing bamboo. He's like, why are you doing this? He's like, we told him because it's fun. He's like, yeah. I can think of many other things that are more fun than this. But um, he was being rude or he just was like curious out of... No, no, no. He was just... Uh, okay. We had issues with that neighbor later, by yeah. the way. Uh, okay. That's a different story. Another story. Okay. So then. we were trying to make like an outdoor kind of like a... You know how you have like a... Outdoor like a... Like an outdoor bench. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, bamboo, yeah. you know? We I wanted to the outdoor yeah, yeah. bench by the trees. We have banana trees and all this I kind of stuff. I see that some... Uh, we were always doing these DIY projects, building things. We built a fence. We bought chickens. Like we were just like well, living I this. saw you farming something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I used to grow like my own food. I was just into oh. that. You know, we were bored and this was fun for us. It was those experiences that stayed with me. Life changing, man. You yeah. mentioned this uh, earlier while yeah. we were taking a little break, actually, yeah. um, which is gratitude. Gratitude, yeah. You talked about a day where you woke up, you know, focused on things to be grateful for and on the way to work and you're feeling grateful. How did you do that? Like, how did you focus on these things? How did you develop that? Because that's a practice. That's what people call a practice. Uh, to be honest with you, like uh, the the night before, I was in Instagram as usual. So I saw one of the Somalis influencer. I believe he's the guy from UK. So when I woke up in the morning while I was going to the duty, uh, I just bring back every blessing I have or every good things in my life. So it's like I was thinking about like five to six things, and I was being uh, grateful. And also I was making comparing with some small things that people make fun of. Uh, while I, I was happy with that little things and that was better than many people. I was like, that so, was small things, but I, I, I get blessing. So like, what, what did you do exactly? Like, cause you were talking about how you felt really good. You were in this great mood and you were focusing on things, you know, to be grateful for. What did you do? Did you write them down? Like, how did you focus on them? No, I just, I was uh, driving to, to, to the duty. I just, those things came to my mind. I just counted in my mind. I was just, you know, talking to myself out loud. And I just bring this five to six things. I say, you know, Alhamdulillah. And uh, I also bring the small things that uh, so, so many people say, uh, so that's nothing and I was grateful for. So yeah, that's only what so, I did. I never write it down or anything. Okay, so you're just so, consciously yes. while driving, just thinking about things to be grateful for. And then uh, I was like, I feel super happy, man. I was like, the first time in my life having that, I was feeling so happy and I was in great mood, man. So the guy who was writing these things, I don't know his name, man. It is super important. You know, uh, gratitude is super important. And it's something that we all need to work on, including myself. Think about things to be grateful for and not to compare yourself with other people. Absolutely. That's one thing that I've learned, never to compare yourself with other people because there's always going to be people that are 
better than you and there's always going to be people in, in worse situations so you should only be comparing yourself to who you were yesterday absolutely man Khaled that's one of the the biggest things I believe in you know I never this is my first time in the mics so I couldn't remember it so this thing is like one of the biggest thing I believe in never compare yourself with others because you don't know what the other person capable of true you don't know yourself even and uh, like you need to compare yourself with you with yourself yesterday like with Khaled Sultan yesterday Because even me, like in our culture, even where I grow up or in my culture, in my homeland, some family like go go out to bark or whatever. So some of them, they make the kids like run or wrestling just to you better than this or this guys. Me personally, I don't like this. I don't like even comparing between two twins. I don't like comparing. I feel kills the joy. Make right. A lot Comparison of, uh, is the thief of all joy. Absolutely, That's the saying. Man. So you just said it. Yeah. yeah um, I don't like it, man. To be honest with you, like you, you lose all joy and happiness and accomplishment of that achievement when you start comparing yourself to others. Absolutely. That's really what it comes down to. Like that's something that I'm trying to work on. The only competition you have is yourself. Absolutely. And I'm saying this to myself as much as I'm saying it to you, as much as I'm saying it to the listener. This, this is like one thing I'm open about is like, this is also a journey that I'm going on. Yes. You know, I'm not here pretending that, you know, like I'm perfect. I wake up and I write 20 things that I'm grateful <laughs> for. Like, you know, I sometimes I wake up and, and just reach for my phone and look at Instagram because I didn't want to get out of bed, you know, in the yeah. morning. Everyone so, had those uh, feelings and those days. But uh, I love that, like, you did that. You woke up and you were just, you know, being grateful on the way. And then you had, like, an amazing... It's so simple, but it made, like, such an impact. You said it was, like, one of the best days you've had. Yeah. Great experience, bro. Is that something, like... So you've done it once, like, are you not doing it? I'm trying now? to do, like, every... Now When and did then. you do it? When was the first day? That was the day, like, I, I saw that guy was writing, uh, writing about that. Like a week ago or... Is this no, recent? no, no. It was, like... Me. maybe six months six months ago seven months since then you haven't had a day like that no but nowadays i try to like bring some memories like yo i need to do this at the same time you know one of the recurring themes on this podcast and you know this as someone as someone who listens to the podcast (laughs) so you know this is coming is asking the guests for their advice on how to live a better life man I can write down like 30 things, but I don't know. Let me make it to a few points. We're all ears, man. We're listening. Yeah. So I believe personally, like make God first. Have faith in God. Yes. And uh, you have to be a family guy. Always they say family first. Proper traditional values, which are good. <laughs> I'm trying to be out, uh, think out of the books. Also, I believe like uh, try to help yourself. This is like a thing I didn't talk in the podcast, like help yourself, man. I mean, love yourself. I seen many people in my life, there was like an ignoring themselves, ignoring like in mentally and physically and whatever. Try to help yourself to make yourself better. And physically also like try to do more sports. I believe like sports have, the, I don't know, something in the magical things in a sport. Whatever is walking, cycling, right, we man. do jujitsu. Right, we do jujitsu. Right, and uh, you know, you you've also been like on a weight loss journey. Yeah, and I remember when I first uh, met you uh, at jujitsu. This was a long time ago, a few yes, years, two, years, uh, exactly. two years ago. And if I compare you then to now, like you've lost yeah. a significant amount of weight. I remember twenty five kilo. kilos is yeah. a lot. I remember every time I would see you in jujitsu, I'm like, Yo, Mizaki, <laughs> man, looking good, bro. <laughs> Thank um, you, man. So it's good stuff, man. That's super important. What you said, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself, man. I, I can't talk about this, like, because this point, like, I feel it has, like, three or four points because there's many people in my mind, man. Because, like, take care of yourself. 
what I mean by love yourself is like help yourself. I, I saw this in so many of my friends, I mean back then in India or whatever. The guy, when you take care of yourself, like you go to a psychiatric or sheikh or You seek doctor. some sort of help, yeah. Yes, your life becoming better. Then at least even if life will not go smooth, at least you feel like you've done what you can do. But a lot of people there are ignoring their needs, so... It's it's difficult. It's difficult, but it's important. It's necessary to do that inner work, to work on yourself, to get to know yourself, to help yourself through exercise, through journaling, through seeking help, uh, eating healthy, whatever it is, whatever it is, man. you know, to, to try new things. There. That's another one, man. What's something that's uh, on your bucket list of things to try? Something that you you want to try? You don't know when. Jiu so then alhamdulillah now I'm I'm doing. I'll, I'll go back inshallah. Yeah, yeah I was we got to get you back. Two, two months. Because you competed, uh, you were in a competition. Yeah, man. I lost, but inshallah. I'm, oh, that's I'm, fine, man. I'm going back. You won just by competing, just by having the guts to compete. My point is, you know, you but, actually showed up, man. You actually competed. Yeah. <laughs> so you should be proud of yourself, you know, right. win or lose, it doesn't matter. How many matches did you have? It was one match, man. One match? <laughs> like, one match, it was like three guys, one match out. Yeah. And then, yeah. How did you get uh, submitted? It was by, I believe, choke from, I was down and the guy was up like, choke. <laughs> Perhaps it was a baseball choke. Maybe. Yeah. I need to check that. There's many things. One thing that I want to do is um, in Australia, they have one of the biggest alligators. Okay. Huge, huge. Y okay, yeah. And they'll put you in this like little glass, like little glass box. Box, and put yeah. you down. Cage. A glass, okay, glass, sorry. And they'll put food around underwater, basically, with a big alligator swimming around. So is one or many? No, there's one huge one. There's no, one of bro, the biggest I'm not, ones, huge. I'm not doing that. Like a dinosaur, bro. No, bro. <laughs> I'm not doing <laughs> <laughs> You're safe. You're in the glass, bud. Bro. Let's say the glass cracks. It's, glass, it's over, man. And you yeah. know what they do, right? They'll bite you and then they'll spin, 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 and spin and rip your wow. limb off. That's how they, that's what they do. Wow. They'll like grab like a, a deer limb or something and then they'll spin around until it, they twist man. it off, man. I need to search that in Google or like YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I man. never saw that, man. Yeah, man. So I hope uh, I did it well. I don't know, man. No, so, man, you should. So some, honestly, if it was all worth it because of that golden story, man. That Somalia story where just everything went downhill. Is, you show up. I'm just going to repeat it one more time, you know, just for my sake. You show up. Someone's supposed to pick you up. They don't show up. The other guy that's supposed to pick you up is late. Yep. Then the guy you were with on the, in the plane that you're talking to offers to give help. you a ride, you know, yeah. to help out. Yeah. So... His two friends show up. One of them is in a military uniform. Yes. You guys get in a car, and as you're driving, <laughs> the guy tells you we're going into a red zone. There's going to be people that might look like us, but we're targets. And he starts to hand out guns in the car. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> zero to 100, bro. That's the definition of zero to 100. Man, I cannot believe I'm here, man. I was listening. I was like one of the biggest uh, supporter or fan. And now I'm here, man. This so yeah, man, we're a, we're a community, bro. We're a community. Yeah. That's what it is. It's about growth. And I also, like, I learned so much. I'm lucky to have these conversations with people and learn from them. Yeah, we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Curated Advice on Better Living. It's our passion to interview guests on their experiences to bring you different perspectives on personal development, on everything from healthy habits to mindset to relationships to functional movement and biohacking. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we hope you've gotten some information that can change your mindset. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. 
and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, we'll leave you with this from Bruce Lee. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friends.